0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day for
2: a Wednesday evening. And thank you very much to Kia, the official partner of FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And... Well, what an eventful Wednesday we've had. Mm. Usually not much happens on a Wednesday outside of a state of origin match, and that is seven days away. But today it has been all about rugby league, the game that keeps on giving, Doesn't whether it. it's good or bad, Matty Rogers. We are seeing the RLPA are now throwing some hand grenades over the fence at the NRL, and um, there's still a lot more to come. We're going to try and dissect it the easiest way we possibly can. Yeah. It is it is a very difficult Scenario and a situation to to try and explain in a short amount of time. We'll do our best to do
3: it. Yeah, it is. Sats. Um, Look, ultimately, you got two warring factions here. One wants to, you know, do the best by you know the organisation. One wants to do the best by the players, and it seems like they just can't find middle ground at the Mm -hmm. moment. And it's got to a point where you know, Clint Newton is is rallied. You know, you know, he's. He's rallied the troops and he's, you know, we're, we're going to do something about it.
2: Yeah. So we're going to go through some of those. How it's going to affect the rugby league fans for round 19 this weekend. On the show, Australian Superbike champion Brock Pearson is going to join us. Rookie of the year in his first year mm. last year in the Superbike. So well being Wednesday, thanks to the NRL State of Mind. We're going to focus on some comments that Matty, Rod, Matty Rogers, Matty Johns made around New South Wales players going into camp, knowing about Knowing whether they're going to be there for one game or multiple games, and how that plays on a player's mind, and also Aussies doing good. A couple of Aussies have done very good over the last 48 hours. But for an NRL upda- update, thanks to Miter 10, all thanks to our mates at Miter 10 Trade. As we said, the RLPA sensationally called an NRL player boycott on all pre-game, post-game, halftime interviews for all media outlets. That's TV, that's print media, that's radio as well. that's during NRL matches for round 19. So starting as of now, and it was about 2.30 this afternoon that the PAC CEO, Clint Newton, addressed uh, the media about what these uh, boycotts were going to look like for this week. So
4: over the past 20 months, we have seen a disturbing pattern of behaviour from the NRL and the RL Commission. What we have seen is a failure to respect the role of the players, representative body, Erosion of fundamental player rights and attempts to buy off players without understanding this CBA is about so much more than money. The only choice we are left with is to take action. It's important to understand that this action will be seen by some players as not hard enough. But for now, this is considered appropriate action given the NRL's take, take it or leave it response. And we presented a settlement proposal that did not ask for a single dollar more than what had already been agreed upon in December. Yet the NRL responded with over a hundred changes that would have set the players backward in many key areas. This response was unacceptable with clear erosion of player rights, including taking away player rights on their personal player property and data and medical information, exploiting the player property controlling how players spend their money on player funds and their benefits, increasing the number of matches without player agreement and making players pay for things they shouldn't have to, such as insurances and other benefits that are not afforded to players. As one of the leaders in our game, I'm fearful and concerned about the trajectory of our game. With all major stakeholder agreements unsigned, unresolved and unannounced, these include the NRL and NRL WCBA club licensing agreements, New South Wales rugby league. Yeah, so it, was,
2: it went for about half an hour this afternoon with uh, with Clint Newton. That's the RLPA CEO. So the Rugby League Players Association, right? You work in the, the management space. Mm. Uh, the, the one the one comment there that that I found, and i use the word disturbing, was when he opened up his address, he said, disturbing patterns of behavior from the NRL over the last two years.
3: Yeah, it, it, that's a concern, Sats, because it's, you know, look. It's a big without, accusation Without as well. the player, you know, th- there is no game. Mm. Um, what, what I also found to be disturbing, you know, sorry to use that word, is the fact that th- they, th- they the NRL had agreed upon a set amount of money mm. and now they've come back, you know, months later with a hundred new stipulations or changes. It's like. I don't know. We're hearing from Clint Newton at the moment. I, I'd like to hear from the other side. Um, I'm always going to support the player. Um, but, uh, you know, I also, you know, would like a little bit, you know, probably dig a little deeper to, to understand the full nature of, you know, what, it, what it's going yeah, well, to boil down to.
2: It's really only just broken, isn't it? Yeah. So even though this has been going 20 months, or let's just say two years, the best part of two years, no one can really get their head around it. Now, he did say the players don't want more money. It's all about the wraparound. It's all about the the add-ons, which is like your insurances and retirement. You got twelve months upon retirement to get any sort of operations or any surgery that you need. That
3: yeah, not that good ha- enough. It's
2: not good enough. That you, that needs to be longer. And
3: I'm struggling now. Yeah, still, exactly. And I, you know, I, I've, I had to put my hand in my own pocket for, and I'm, I'm not crying poor. Don't get me wrong here, but it, it would be nice. You know, I, I was speaking to an ex-player. You know, he's been struggling a little bit. With, with his brain, just forgetting yep. a lot of stuff. And, and he had to go and get a brain. He just wanted to make sure. Now, he could he could afford it. But he said, yeah, it would be nice if, if there was an NRL fund that would just cover that 600 bucks. I had to take out of my pocket yep. to get my brain scanned to make sure that I'm not going to have a stroke or I'm not, you know, losing my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, just it, I think that's important, Sats.
2: Yep. So we're going to get delve into a little bit more overnight and tomorrow we'll have a little bit more information, but as of this week, the media boycott, no players will talk pre-match, half-time. I don't think we'll care about the half-time one no. because the, the questions are pretty ordinary. Post-match interviews, uh, no conferences, no media opportunities at all from today through to Monday morning. And we're hoping that do- doesn't include Origin. We think the Origin players are going to continue to to market that game next week. Uh the local business of value having your business. That's the why the trade trusts might attend. And after the break, well, we're going to get into the Titans and some of the clauses that are in their contracts.
0: It was a day.
1: The award winning seven seat Kia Sorrento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports
2: Day. Yeah, news update thanks to Polaris, Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And over the last two days we we're saying, we we're commenting about the Gold Coast Titans and apparently these clauses that make them free agents. Tino Faso Malawi, David Fafid, their two biggest players, alongside AJ Brimson. And we kept saying, no, it can't, I, I can't see this happening. It's happening. I, I can't see this clause being a reality. It's a well, reality. <laughs> we can confirm that, yes, the clauses in both the contracts for for Awi and also for FIDA are real.
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and they are now free agents. Now, they have three months to execute that. I think it's the 22nd of September. They have to execute um, if they are going to take up with another club. But they are also open from reports to now renegotiate with the Gold Coast Titans. I'm led to believe that Tino Fasul awi will stay. David Fafita mm. will sit back now and use that three months to try and field offers, which are upwards of around a million dollars from two clubs.
3: Yep. He is going to get a big pay rise yep. if he decides to leave the Titans. There's no question about it. All the Titans have got to come to the table. At the end of the day, um, in my opinion, poor management. Poor oh, poor on the management side of things. Oh, not, not, not the player management. Great. Great work with the player. Well, two
2: different managers, but the same clause, which means Tino must have raised it with David Fafita because he signed back in 2021 Mm. until 2026. And David Fafita only signed his new contract in 2023, in March this year. So Tino must have raised it with David Fafita. They're both very close to Justin Holborn. Agents talk too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I want to ask this question. Who is responsible for firstly raising it? with the Recruitment and Retention Committee? Who's the first person that takes it to the committee and says, hey, guys, Tino wants to resign, but he wants this clause, and the same with David Fafita. And then who then signed it off and allowed it to be executed? Whoever raised it and whoever executed it, they need to be in front of the, the owners of the Gold Coast Titans, Daryl Kelly and, and wh- Rebecca Fussell, and they need to ask some really hard questions about why did we allow this these clauses,
3: you know what it reeks of. What a Dally Cherry Evans. Yeah, you know we've signed him. We've signed him. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Nah. He, he, he had an clock. out clause. Exactly. He had an out clause, and he walked away. Um, Plenty of questions to be answered. Yeah. It's 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 not ideal, man. And
2: it's the opportunity to set the Gold Coast Titans back. Yes. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. let's hope that's not the case. Polaris end of financial year deals have been extended to the 31st of July. That means you'll still get up to $3,000 worth of free accessories on all Polaris ranges. The
1: award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and wrap for Sports
2: Day. And thanks to World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Now, this is a little bit left of feel from what we're used to. Yeah. We're about to get a, a very special guest on. He's a 2021 600 Super Sport champion, just transferred to the Superbikes Championships in 2022. He had an outstanding season his first year in the Superbikes. Rookie of the year. He's yep. a Gold Coast-born boy. He's only 22 years of age. And he must be half a lunatic
3: Oh, he's got to do be. the
2: sport that he does. His name's Brock Pearson. Known as Brock O as well. And he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Brock?
5: Yeah, good, thank you. How about you, yeah, yeah,
2: really well, really well. Thanks for coming on on behalf of World Gym Australia. And I'm actually really interested to find, and we'll ask you this a little bit later on, about... How do you actually prepare yourself from a fitness point of view for something like superbikes? But as a kid growing up, were you a risk taker? Were you always someone who liked to go fast, whether it's go karts or whatever it may be?
5: Uh yeah, to be honest. Um, for motorsports, yes. But uh like risk takers, like not really me. Um like I'm not I'm a pretty calculated person. I don't do very silly things. But then when it comes to motorsports, yes, I do. Have something for speed that I seem to be addicted to,
3: mate. <laughs> it's uh, um, what, what speeds are you getting up to on these super bikes now? Because it, uh, it just seems like every year the bikes are getting faster and faster.
5: Yeah, they are. It's crazy. I think uh, the highest top speed that I have personally got up to is three twenty. Um, um, I know that, like, I know that the GP bikes now over in Europe are doing like up to three seventy, which is just crazy. But um, yeah, I guess every year the bikes get better and the speeds also come up, and um, yeah, it just continues to climb somehow.
3: Yeah, mate, I wanted to ask you that. So, superbikes and MotoGP for the layman who, because uh, they look the same, but they're obviously not the same. Yeah. One goes fifty k's an hour faster than the other one, and fifty k's an hour when yep. you're going from three twenty to three seventy. <laughs> that's got to, that's a difference, yep. all right. So, what what are the difference between yeah. the two bikes?
5: Uh, So basically, like, what we have is a bike that you can buy for the road. And what we then do is basically transfer most of the road parts into race parts, like we obviously put exhaust, better suspension, electronics, and basically convert the whole bike into something that we can push to the limits on the track, what we then couldn't do on a road bike. We just couldn't replicate it. Um, So basically, we have a production bike that we turn into a race bike where in MotoGP, every part from the frame all the way up to what they complete the bike. That is like custom made um, from, yeah, top to bottom. So And that, and then they basically have no restrictions on what they can do. So right. you've got pretty much a similar motorbike in terms of CC, but they are very different in a lot of ways. And then obviously their bikes are getting up a lot higher speeds. They've got a lot more electronics on their bike. So in short, we, we ride a road bike that you can buy, and uh, they, they ride a bike you cannot.
3: Yeah, okay. So mate, you you're riding for Ducati now, which is a a huge brand, uh very passionate yep. supporters, but but you're working with Troy Bayliss, who's world superbike champion. It must be unreal having someone like that in your corner who you can speak to and can mentor you.
5: Yep. Yeah, no, it's been really good because his son Ollie is a similar age to me. We've been really good mates um along, you know, the last few years and um To be honest, I never used uh, or never sort of fell back onto Troy for a ride or anything like that at any stage of my career. And um, last year I was riding a superbike and uh, halfway through the season, I come unstuck with the team I was within and um, I didn't have a ride. And um, I, for about a month, didn't have a ride and it was pretty hard. And that was the first time I actually reached out to Troy to, you know, to be on a bike that he had. And I said, look, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to uh, push our friendship, but um, I'm without a ride and uh, I'd love to have a go on your bike. And um, they basically said to me they'll put me alongside their main rider at the time and they'll give me an opportunity for one round but no promises. And then, uh, yeah, I got my um, best finishes of the year, which I got two fourth places at the first race I did with them, which was pretty good, and uh, that secured me a ride. And here I am now with a full time.
2: Nice work, nice work. Now, of course... This is brought to you by World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. And that's what I'm really interested in from a rugby league point of view. For us, it was about spending time in the gym, doing a lot of conditioning, a lot of yep. speed work. Uh, yoga has been a yep. big thing over the last 15 or 20 years. So from a fitness point of view, how do you prepare yourself for the rigors of super bikes? Yeah,
5: well, like, it's actually pretty interesting, like, most people think that road racing is not that demanding on the body and things like that, but it really can be. um You know, the bikes have like over 200 horsepower, so you know, constantly opening the throttles up on those things up to 300 kilometers is is pretty full on to begin with, and then trying to stop them is another thing. um So, like, basically, I've had a few injuries over the years that I've had to spend a lot of time on in the gym, and um I've been really fortunate to have all the resources there to do it, but. Um, Basically, like, you, we we really try and work on having, like, strong forearms for one, especially when it comes to being on the break. Um, Like, we need to have really good grip. So, I do a lot of stuff like that in the gym and then basically a lot of core and back strength um, because a lot of the time we're sitting up in the wind. And um, when you're doing 300 kilometers an hour and you shove your whole upper body up into the wind, if you can't sort of, if you can't sustain that force of the wind, you're getting blown off the back of the bike. So, <laughs> Uh, we we need to be really strong in the upper body basically just to be able to hold ourselves and hold our core. And um, yeah, look, there's a lot of things you wouldn't realize you'd think we sit on the bike a lot. We don't, we barely stay seated at most tracks. Uh, A lot of times we're pushing through the feet of like our our pegs. So um, we need to have pretty strong hammies and and that sort of thing too. Otherwise, if you can't stand on the bike to muscle it around, you can't put it where you want to go. So um, there's a lot that goes into it without, without really realizing.
2: Again, comparing it to like a sport that we played or any contact sport where there's a lot of moving parts and your limbs are moving in all different directions, with you, not so much. So is flexibility important?
5: Yes, it is. Um, I'm flexible to a point that um, that I'm I'm happy with. I probably could spend a little bit more time stretching. I, I don't know about you guys, but I personally hate stretching. Um, so <laughs> I, I make a routine of it, doing it like, as much as I can every day, but like it's not something that I enjoy. So I'm probably not the best in that department. But I'm probably more flexible than the average person. It's just um, it does make a difference in racing. So it's always something I've wanted to do a bit of, but um, it's it's not a fan of mine.
3: Mate, um, yeah, so you've had some pretty serious injuries. I noticed you you've broken your back twice. I've read and and your yep. collarbone. Yeah. How did you? There, there's some serious setbacks. How how did you get the you rehab that?
5: uh, uh... Yeah, so basically, I um, I had a little bit of a, a big setback when I was about uh, 16, I think I was. I broke my back and both my femurs at the same time. Um, and I, I did a lot of other minor injuries, like I broke the back of my shoulder blade, my elbow, my collarbone, but they were so minor compared to what I had at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, that set me back for, like, six months off the bike. I spent a lot of time in a wheelchair and because I broke both my femurs as well at the same time, I could not walk for months because I couldn't wait there on any, which really delayed it. Um, but I was so lucky. I looked down the path where I, I really not had any structured training until that accident. I basically did what I want when I want. And um, I thought, okay, I need to reach out to someone who's going to be able to give me a hand and, and, and um, look after me. Cause for one, I was scared to be in a gym with weights and, um, Two, I I didn't know what my body could do without being hurt again. So I was really lucky. I met uh, Mike from Well Gym through a friend of a friend. Uh, I reached out to them and um, basically that was, yeah, going on six years ago now. And um, I've had that resource that I've always used. And uh, basically I had a PT that I've stepped inside of those facilities. And um, so luckily I've been able to come back to full full fitness, if not even better, um, where a lot of those injuries would... Put people away from the sport and probably wouldn't recover to you know that much an extent.
3: Yeah, mate, I, I got to ask you. So you physically recover, but are you gun shy when you get back on the bike after an injury like after injuries like that? Because I mean, I, I tell you, I've had big injuries playing footy, and you're always a little nervous when you when you set foot back on the field.
5: Yeah, I'd be lying if I wasn't for sure. I guess the difference with like rugby is like like you know that you're running straight at someone so like you need to face it i guess um you could probably not face it as much if you tried to avoid it but i mean with racing it's really hard because you don't hit the deck often so you don't know you don't know when you're going to hit the deck and when you do are you going to be okay because you just don't know the severity of it so for me like i i i didn't crash for two years after i had my big injury and um For one, that was definitely a case that I wasn't pushing the limits and that was obvious. And two, I was just scared to hit the deck. Within 12 months, I really, I had a few crashes actually that were really good for me because I learned that I could hit the deck without getting hurt. And um, then basically I shaped up for my full season in the 600s and I I put myself on the line and uh, basically got comfortable being back on the limit. And that was the year I won the championship stuff. Oh, I'd rather
2: run in the Gordon Tallis than do what <laughs> yeah, you do. No, no. Okay, yeah. Brock. So, uh, well, Jim oh, Australia. I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah, well, Jim Australia trained for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And this man wow. is definitely next generation. He's a 2022 Superbikes Championships rookie of the year. Make sure you keep an eye on his career, Brock Pearson. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day.
5: No worries. Thanks, at All thanks for having me. It's
1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day.
3: One of the problems we have with New South Wales... Is that most players enter camp on uncertain ground. In the back of their minds, it's very hard to build team spirit when, as individuals, you walk in and individually you say to yourself, geez, if I don't play well here, I'm probably going to be dropped. That is so hard to, you know, that sort of atmosphere makes it almost impossible to build team spirit.
2: That's Matty Johns there this morning on, was it on Matty White, SCN? It was too. And that's his opinion around how difficult it must be for a player to come in to origin, not knowing what their origin future is going to be. And uh, this is for Wellbeing Wednesday, thanks to NRL State of Mind, by a virtual one pass for mental fitness. Now this one pass for mental fitness, do a little bit more research on this, the gotchaforlife.org. It's Gus Warland who's been so big in this space, the mental health space, Mm. especially in sport as well and and for men, Um, having the the courage to be able to speak up. So it's a a great program being backed by Gus Warland and the NRL as well. So let's get back to that. The Wellbeing Wednesday, the state of mind, Uh, an interesting analysis by Matty Johns about a player, rat that goes into the New South Wales side and the uncertainty they have about whether they're going to be there for game two, game three, whatever game it may be.
3: Yeah, so a, I, I sort of I, I can understand it if it's an NRL team because you'd like to think you know a coach is going to give you some time, but but I, I agree and I disagree on points. This is a this is a representative side. Like you have to go in and perform. If you don't perform, you're out. We'll bring yeah. someone else in to do it. Now the, the 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 caveat there is how can you judge a performance based on twelve minutes out of position or twelve minutes in a game that's already lost? Yeah you know when I look at you and Nico Hines yeah like how can I how can you make judgement on that obviously before that they were good enough to be there yeah now that's that's where it. so I agree with the fact that how do you build team spirit um yeah yeah I agree with that if you, if you don't know whether you're going to be there but uh, but what I disagree with is like this is rep footy yeah this is this is there's no it's, it's, there's it's proper shrinking violence it? yeah. it's 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 you're on
2: and it's it's on the back of also queensland winning 14 of the last 18 series
3: they've been so dominant when you, when you say that, that, that and 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 two of those series two of those four out of the last 18 were in the last 4 years
2: yeah exactly so, so
3: it's pretty frightening so as a new south wales player you're going in you're not thinking
2: about a statistic of that nature but selectors and coaches are so you're coming in on the back of yeah, you know, quite a, a dominant Queensland side for so many years. So you're thinking, well, if they're going to dominate again, am I just going to be cannon fodder? Am I going to be roadkill?
3: So when you talk about well, state the, of... the job is, Sats, is to go in there and, and not be dominated. Exactly. As a player. Exactly. Go in there and dominate your opposite number. Be the one that makes a
2: difference. That's it. So I suppose when you talk about state of mind, and I think this is a really good point on the back of this, Stefano like like yep. you mentioned, he gets 12 minutes in game 2 the game the game's already on a path yeah to a queensland victory he does his best he doesn't do anything outstanding but he doesn't do didn't anything, do anything wrong, wrong as well no. he's young he, they throw him into the fire didn't give any penalties away no, exactly yeah. exactly his state of mind is can go two ways oh yeah it can go you know what i'm that filthy I'm going to take it out on every other person I'm going to play against in the NRL.
3: And I'm going to prove to you that I'm the new guy.
2: Exactly. Yep. Or I'm a young, immature, inexperienced kid who's only into his second year of NRL, and everyone's looking at me as if I'm not good enough yep. and I feel rejected. Yeah. So depending on their personality, he could go into a shell, Stefano. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how, how he is emotionally when he plays against the Sharks on –
3: on Thursday night, tomorrow well, night. Well, I can imagine it did knock him about a bit, uh, Satz, because after hearing from Nico Hines, mm. it knocked him about. Well, he, he basically said,
2: I, and I don't know whether it was trying to be a reverse psychology where he said, well, I, I let the state down.
3: Well, he would certainly feel that way. I, I don't look at it like that. He, he You know, he, he, he did his best and he was out of position. And, you know, defending on the edge like that, in a game of that nature, like thrown out there, cold. You've been sitting on the bench for the last... Got to
2: remember, Nathan Cleary missed the tackle first. Yeah. No one's touched on that. No. Cleary misses the tackle first. Hines has a second grab at Mm. Munster, and Munster gets on the outside of him.
3: Yeah. Mm. So Uh, it's... uh, It knocked him out, though. Yeah. Because he said, you know, you want to go on social media, because that's where you can't with all your friends, but everyone's got access to you. They're throwing shade on you, and there's hate, and... Yeah, it's a a tough place to be for these players. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's what Origin
2: does, doesn't it? It it exposes you sometimes, doesn't it? Mm. Buy a virtual One Pass and build mental fitness in grassroots rugby league clubs at onepass.gotchaforlife.org. That's onepass.gotchaforlife.org.
1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Sats and Rat for Sports
2: Day. And there has been some outstanding achievements by Aussies over the last 24 to 48 hours. Mm. And I think it's... I think we don't un- understand, or I think we've underestimated, Rat, and we spoke about this a couple of days ago, the magnitude of Shane Van Gisbergen's win Insane. in NASCAR, Chicago street circuit. First time NASCAR's ever had a street circuit, usually like Days of Thunder they can, and Paladoga oh, Nights, it's going around and around.
3: Yeah, but when they say street circuit, it's not like turning different corners. It's a streets of a city. Yes, exactly. So like, like what they do in Surface Paradise. Yep. It's not like a just a road. Yeah, it is. Made yeah. For a...
2: But they're, they're, there's more turns than what they would normally yeah, take. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot more manoeuvring. And, of course, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, just on his win, it's the first time in 60 years a debutant has won a NASCAR race. He had the first drive of the car, the NASCAR, was the day before.
3: Cold trickle. Straight to the track. Exactly. Certain course lap records.
2: <laughs> and there's vision of his footwork. Yeah. Doing the accelerator, doing the brake, doing the clutch. Slut. And it was mesmerizing the American mm. commentators. I was saying to the experts, what do you make of his footwork? And he said, well, well what I would do know is no one else in the field is using it. Mm. So for whatever he did, Shane Van Gisberg, and he embarrassed those that have been in the sport a long, long time, the, the NASCAR sports so but this is one of the other drivers his name's now you got to pronounce his name correctly steve caunt <laughs> and this is what he had to say about shane
5: say that's Gisberger.
3: three times real quick
2: whatever
5: <laughs> his name is svg
1: some van burger i don't know hamburger he he's fast that's all i know they
3: didn't even know his name oh no well mate van it'd be like it'd be like someone coming from <laughs> what france yeah and Jumping into the NRL. And, and scoring a, a hat-trick. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and someone cannot do after. Sats, what do you think of um, you know, Frederick Michalak? Uh, <laughs> like, <be> like, who? <laughs> who is that guy? Is that his
2: name? <laughs> oh, so outstanding from Shane Van Gisbergen. And over the last 24 hours, he's one of the great Australian, one of the great Australian athletes, this
3: guy. He James is. Webby Webb. James Webby we Webb. We interviewed
2: him about 18 months ago. It was before Daddy Vass and you were here, Rat. Myself and Badge interviewed him, and this is a guy who's the Australian champion for basically consuming the most amount of food.
3: Yeah, and when you look at he's him, a professional eater.
2: Yeah, you look at him. He's like he's not a big guy. Like he's he actually keeps fit. But the famous Nathan's world famous hot dog, which is a it's been a competition for many many decades. Is that
3: Coney Island, right? Yeah, yeah it is yeah.
2: so. Now, the the winner every year is
3: Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, now the greatest uh, professional eater of all time.
2: Only a little fella too. Big, yeah, skinny. And they don't eat the buns, they just eat the hot dog.
3: No, 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 they eat the buns. They eat the bun as oh, well. yeah, absolutely. They, they whack the buns in water and oh, they that's jam it. in their face. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. they just swallow them whole.
2: And I think he uses cranberry sauce, oh. like cranberry uh, cranberry Reduce. juice, mm. James Webby Webb. This is the Australian who actually was third. So he got the bronze in the Nathan's World Famous Hot Dog
1: a look at James Webb. I mentioned you know, his Australian mates call him Don Bradman because uh, that's the greatest athlete of all time in Australia, the cricketer. The whole southern hemisphere is his. Yeah. He plays in that whole place is his. Joey, two dozen, two and a half in. Esper trying to hold off Webb. Where he looks like he's got fourth. Here's the count. Five, four, three, two, one. Put down your hot dog! James Webb making Real
0: strides for Australia, the greatest number ever put up for Australia, with 47. 40 However, I give you the number one ranked eater in the world,
2: Joey Chestnut. 47 hot dogs in less than 10 minutes.
3: Mate, can I, can I tell you, there's a documentary on Joey Chestnut. It's like a thirty for thirty. It is too, yeah. It, and it's about the rivalry with the Japanese professional eater, yep. and it was like a full on war, like because the Japanese were <laughs> were much better, um, and Joey just went into like full on eating camp, and it's a, it's a, quite amazing. Like you don't understand how full on this world is. It's it's insane. Joey Chestnut, he was first. Mm. He ate sixty two hot dogs. In yeah. 10 minutes. That's 15 more than our man James Webby Webb. That is unbelievable. The Don Bradman of eating in Australia. Look at that, we, we Don. We've got to get him on. Yeah, we'll get, we'll him,
2: get on him on again. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's a great guy. Great guy. Uh, that's Aussies doing us proud for Sports Day. Let's get to the break, and after the break, we'll wrap the show up. It's
0: a day.
1: The award winning seven seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, as soon as we come in, we've got to leave straight away. Thank you for joining
2: us on a Wednesday evening. Mm. And it's been an eventful day, of course, the Rugby League Players Association up against the NRL. Let's see how that plays out over the next three to four days. Uh full boycotts across this week when it comes to the NRL games and media opportunities. And we had some Aussies that did great over the last couple of weeks. And thank you for Brock Pearson, the Superbike Champion, for joining us here on Sports Day. Rat, you have a good weekend. Yep, thanks, mate. See you You're on good. Monday. See you, everyone.